Welcome to the Great Podcast, the show where we take a look at the important men and women of history and decide once and for all if they're worth all the fuss. Hell yeah. My name is Jordan. My name is David. So was that it? Yeah, yeah, just that, use that one. Yeah, yeah I like that, that one. one. No, okay, yeah. we were practicing there, but that worked <laughs> yeah, really well. Just use so, that yeah, one. We'll just, so hi, go. yeah, I'm, I'm David. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the show. All right, this is episode three of The Great Podcast. Uh, last time we talked about Augustus. What a what a guy! What a guy! Very guy. interesting. These very, first two have been super cool. Yes, and they both got the great. Mm-hmm. They were both very high ranking. They uh, like eighty five point five and very deserving. Yeah, you don't know who we're talking about today because I told you it's not Tiberius, the successor of Augustus. Correct. That's right. what you said. That is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So let's hop right into it because it's eight thirty at night, and we probably are going to be here until over until after ten. So. Woo. Let's get going. But first, I want you to picture in your mind, we're in Germania. Okay. Okay, this is shortly after the Tudoberg Forest disaster. I was just going to say lots of trees, green, probably a little damp. Yeah. All right. The swamp area where right. all the dead Romans uh-huh. are. Oh, oh, the big, okay. Yeah. The big yeah. tragic slaughter where they cried after the soldiers came. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Gotcha, now, I, gotcha. I mentioned briefly that after that, some troops went up and dealt with that afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yep. So a young man is there leading the Roman legions in their third campaign against the Germanic tribes. Right. Uh, This man inherited a title from his father, Drusus the Elder. So if you want to take a peek at our family tree. Oh, this guy again. I know Drusus the Elder. I remember. I remember. I was here. His son inherited a title. What was that title? Uh... Uh, Germanicus? Germanicus. There yes, we go. means conqueror of Germany. Germanicus. That's and right. So he inherited that title because his dad actually did it. Now he's actually in Germany. Oh, this is the guy. Yeah, Germanicus is up there. All right. Because his dad's dead at this point. Well, we got to fulfill the name somehow. Yes. So Germanicus is a popular hero back in Rome because he's out here doing this stuff. Right. He is fighting off those damn Germans who slaughtered the legions at Teutoburg. Right, right. And he has even saved two of the three lost legionary eagles. Well, that is pretty significant. It's very important. Uh, it, there's no greater dishonor than losing those. And That's they right. lost three, obviously. So he got two of them back. And many whispered that maybe he should be emperor and not that grumpy old Tiberius that no one likes. Maybe. Because Tiberius came to the throne at like 55 mm-hmm. after right. Augustus died. Yeah, so right. he's an old man. Really upset in life. Oh, his life was terrible. Oh, yeah, I'd be we'll super talk about upset it too. too. We'll, we'll go back. We'll, we'll briefly cover Tiberius. <laughs> Do a just recap to, on the misery. Yeah, yeah, and his reign. <laughs> so, uh, as one can imagine, up in uh, Germania, morale can often be low fighting so far from home. The men miss their wives and their children, right? Yeah, but it's tr- probably also a terrible environment to just be in. You're probably wet all the time, cold, and just tired. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, miserable. Just awful. So yeah, life can be quite miserable out on campaign, and when you are missing your family, sometimes what you need is to just have maybe a little kid around to be your army's mascot. Okay. Maybe Germanicus's son. Okay. Yep, so you can take a All peek right. at the family tree. Mm-hmm. He's got three of them. He does? Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one is Gaius Julius Caesar. All right. Yep, little kind boy of, kind of a hanging out, kind of a, kind of adopted. <laughs> you know, the men dote on him. He's he's right. their little guy. Right. He's probably three or four. Okay. And they have him dressed in his own little soldier's outfit. Well, naturally, it's super cute. Right. And with those come his own little versions of the boots that the soldiers wear. Okay. Now these boots were called caligae or caligae. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it, but they gave this boy a nickname, Caligula which means little boots. 
that's a familiar name. I was going to say, does that ring history. any bells? Yeah, just, yeah. You know, just something I've heard. <laughs> yes, that is, uh, it's one of those names that I think a lot of people will be like, oh yeah, I don't know who that is, but I've right, heard that. Right, Well, that's who we're going to be talking about today. Today? Yes. Oh, Little Boots, let's go. Little Boots. But first, let's talk about Tiberius a little right. bit. So after Augustus died in 14 CE, uh, Tiberius reluctantly accepted his role as sole emperor of Rome. He's kind of mm-hmm. co-ruling up until Augustus died because yeah. Augustus yeah, was old. Yeah. So the first few years were peaceful and stable. Aside from him cutting off the money going to his exiled wife, you remember his wife? Mm-hmm. Augustus's daughter, Julia. Yes, the one that was like, I'm going to sleep with everyone. Everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he cut off the money going to the island where she was exiled. Okay. Which meant she starved to death. Right, right. No resources. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was pretty bad. You remember Agrippa Posthumus? Uh, yeah. He was the last oh, son. Oh, yeah, the crazy one that yeah. also got exiled. The one who was kind of like, oh, maybe he could be the heir after the other two died. Yeah, but he's like, I like violence a lot. Just a nasty little kid. Yeah. just Yeah, so banished to an island by Augustus, mm-hmm. and the Senate was told never let him out. Mm-hmm. So around the time that Augustus died, so did Agrippa. Kind of unclear... Okay. But it was probably <laughs> Tiberius going, well, he does have a stronger claim than I do. That's fair. So He's like, I just don't want to deal up. with that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, part of the deal for Tiberius becoming emperor was that he had to adopt Germanicus mm-hmm. as his heir, which was a very popular decision because everyone loved Drusus the Elder, his father, and everyone loved Germanicus, and no one loved Tiberius. So they were like, okay, fine. Once old Tiberius dies, Germanicus can be emperor. Cool. Perfect. Germanicus died of an illness a few years into Tiberius's reign. However, there are rumors that it was actually poison. <gasps> yeah. He had quarreled with a man named Piso shortly before his death, which is where this rumor comes from. We're not going to go into detail on that because it's not that important to us. But this left Tiberius's own son as heir apparent, Drusus the Younger. Strangely, though, he took ill and died too. Hmm. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Germanicus, though, had several children by Agrippina the Elder. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're a little confused by this, uh, you can go to thegreatpodcast.net and there is a family tree simplified so that you can visualize all of this. But it is now likely that one of these children, or Drusus the Younger's son, Gemellus, will become the heir. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the children of Agrippina and Germanicus are Nero Caesar, Drusus Caesar, Gaius Julius Caesar, who we know is Caligula, and then Agrippina the Younger, and then there's actually two more daughters that I didn't include on this family tree. Anyway, that aside, we need to talk about an important man in Tiberius's reign called Sejanus. He was the Praetorian Prefect. Okay. So you recall what a Praetorian Prefect is? Yeah, I think so. Basically, like the, the leader of guard? the... He's the leader of the Praetorian Guard, which is there the Emperor's yeah, Guard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Tiberius grew weary of emperorship in the first decade of his rule. He was like, this sucks. I hate this. I don't <laughs> want to do this. So he left the running of the government mainly to Sejanus. Okay. Which makes him insanely powerful. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Tiberius went off to the island of Capri, which is just uh, an island. You know, not a, not a huge deal. By this time, he's in his mid-60s. Sejanus set up a permanent camp for the Praetorian Guards in Rome. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, when I say camp, it might be a little confusing. This was like a walled settlement within the city for the guard, like barracks, walls, a a fortified position for them. Fortified barracks. Which kind of sounds like a power grab 
A little bit. Yeah. He also built up their power by adding more men and accumulating more responsibilities for himself. He was soon more powerful than the consuls. Only Tiberius outranked his authority, but Tiberius was gone. Yeah, he was like, I'm, I'm good, man. You yeah. got this. No one saw or spoke to the emperor without Sejanus's permission. Tiberius heard nothing that Sejanus did not want him to hear. Right. Yeah. A couple of years after the death of Drusus the Younger, this is Tiberius' son, Sejanus requested permission to marry Drusus's widow, Lavilla. So the widow of Tiberius's son, mm-hmm. this man who is not even a nobleman, he's a knight, is requesting to marry the widow of the emperor's son. How dare he? Yeah. This, this was no. How dare you? You'll remember Augustus's strict moral rules about right. class yeah. and marriage and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. that was still in effect. And yeah. this was a no, massive yeah. no. But that didn't slow Sejanus down. In 29 AD, he had Agrippina the Elder, widow of Germanicus, and her eldest son Nero arrested. Okay. He claimed that they were plotting for Nero to succeed Tiberius, which is probably true. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. One of them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the two were banished to islands, which you'll see as a common theme. It's a good at this trend time. going. Yeah. yeah, they did that a lot. <laughs> it's funny too because later on there will be some different like this is your punishment. Right. My favorite is cutting noses off. Oh god. There's a period later. Voldemort looking. Yeah. Just a bunch yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Except once you have your nose cut off, you don't become an evil power wizard. You just can't do well, anything, and you might just die. I guess. You know, back in those days, That's nose fair. cutting might might be fatal. Yeah. So Agrippina, in her exile, was beaten so badly that she lost an eye. Oh, that's no good. No. These weren't nice exiles. No. No, this wasn't, oh, you get to go live in house arrest in a nice mansion out on an island. It was, you're, <laughs> you're going out there. A few years into captivity, she starved herself to death because oh, wow. she's like, this sucks. All right. That's another theme you'll see is starving to death. Nero was then forced to commit suicide. <laughs> yeah. Drusus Caesar second son of Germanicus mm-hmm. and Agrippina, was also arrested for treason. And here's a quote from Chris Scar from the Chronicle of the Roman Emperors. Convicted of treason, he was starved to death in a palace cellar. In his extremity, he even tried to eat the stuffing of his mattress. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. So he wasn't trying to well, starve himself to death. Not. He was trying not <laughs> yeah. to starve. Trying to survive. So you can go ahead and do some crossing off on that there oh, that's thing. Right. We uh, now have Let's Agrippina see. dead. Agrippina Germanicus is elder. dead. Goodbye. Yep. Germanicus. Nero. Nero. Also dead. And Drusus Caesar. Drusus. Dead. Yup. Germanicus is dead? Y- yes. Yeah. Germanicus died earlier. So Rough that was in 29 AD. And uh, Sejanus is at the height of his power. In 31 AD, Tiberius was warned, probably for the thousandth time, that Sejanus was attempting to gain yet more power. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, dude, open your eyes. I don't think he cared. Oh, he cared. Oh, he cared not fine. Really? He leaves the empire to a guy and is like, wait, he's trying to gain power? (laughs) Yes. So this warning (sighs) came from the mother of Lavilla. The widow of Drusus the Younger, the woman that Sejanus had tried to marry. Okay. It was her mom who said, yo, he's not okay. And that set things off in Tiberius' <laughs> says, Oh, okay. Maybe I should maybe I should look into this. So finally. Tiberius sent Nevius Sertorius Macro to sort the situation out. We'll just call him Macro. All right, yeah. Yeah, because it's much name. easier. Macro 
went to Rome. Sejanus was busy reading a letter from Tiberius to the Senate. Again, he's leading the Senate. He's in charge. Mm -hmm. So he has received a letter. Again, nothing goes before the Senate without him. Right. He receives a letter from Tiberius and he's reading it. And it it basically starts with Sejanus is great and awesome and here's why we love him so very, very much. Macro, meanwhile, mm-hmm. was taking command of the Praetorians and the City Watch. Oh, okay. And surrounding the Senate House. Okay. The flowery letter about how awesome Sejanus is suddenly changed. Mid, mid-flow, he's reading it like, yes, I am awesome and wonderful. And also, I'm a tyrant and must be stopped. <laughs> uh, and probably held there for a moment, a bit confused. <laughs> Good timing. And then... The Praetorians came in yeah. <laughs> and arrested him on site wow. because that's what the letter said. What a play. What a play. <laughs> just brilliant. For a guy who's off not caring yeah. about anything going on in the Empire, <laughs> he's just like, you know what? Nah. I'm just going to arrest you with a letter, my guy. Yeah. Here we go. I'm going to get you. So Sejanus was strangled to death cool. and his body was cast down the Gemonian stairs. All right. These are essentially the stairs of death. Where condemned criminals would be dropped off and left to rot in public as kind of a reminder to everyone else. Wow. Yeah. It's a heck of a reminder. Rome, Rome was savage, bro. Like yeah, history is savage. Just, just bear that in mind. So uh, another quote from the Chronicle of the Roman Emperors. Sejanus's son and daughter were killed a few days later and his wife, Apicata, Apicata driven to suicide. But not before she had written a statement accusing Lavilla, again, the widow of Germanicus, mm-hmm. or of Drusus, excuse me, of complicity in the death of Drusus. So she was saying Sejanus and Lavilla killed Drusus with poison. In the weeks which followed, friends and supporters of Sejanus were hunted down and killed <laughs> with a ferocity which shocked contemporaries. <laughs> which, it's hard to shock the Romans. Right. And they've been living with, you know, mayhem and slaughter for a long time. Long time. So, I, I just, I want, I don't normally read the headings that, that, I, that I have in here, but I need to share with you that this one is called Tiberius, the sad horny man. <laughs> so, that's what this section is called. How fitting. So, Tiberius was free of his Praetorian guard. However, he was deeply disturbed. Drusus the Younger had been poisoned by his wife, with the help of Sejanus, Tiberius' most trusted Allegedly. advisor. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> they almost they tried to get married afterwards. So well, was, uh, what's your point? You know? Yeah. He'd also lost his brother and best friend, Drusus mm-hmm. the Elder, a long time ago. Yep. He was forced to divorce the love of his yeah. life at Augustus's command. The man who'd been running the show for him was a traitor. All yep. of these things had happened in this poor dude. Yeah, not a great life. <laughs> yeah. Like he's painted as a pretty bad guy in history, but you kind of look at it and go, hmm. I kind of yeah, get it. Yeah, he's just miserable after yeah. like, that midlife. And the, the public still hated him. <laughs> they were not fans of Tiberius at all. Because of this, his last decade of rule was spent on the island of Capri. Yeah. He didn't come back. That's fine. Yeah. I get that. Now, an important thing that was going on under Sejanus and basically with the permission of Tiberius was the treason trials. Okay. Which are exactly what they sound like. Anyone who might maybe possibly <laughs> be a threat was being tried in big quotes. Tried, yeah. And killed off. Someone pointed and said, that one. Yeah. Get, get that one too. <laughs> and Tiberius continued this practice after Sejanus because he was so shook by what Sejanus had been doing yeah. that now everyone was a treasonous traitor. 
Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. One ex-consul was killed for carrying a coin with Tiberius's face into the bathroom. Yeah. How dare you bring my face into a dirty place? Carry a coin. <laughs> <laughs> How <laughs> dare you have money on you? Yeah. So he was, like, fear was constant in Rome at this point. And it is this point that I need to give a trigger warning because I'm about to describe the things that Tiberius is most infamous for. Nice. They are sexual in nature and involve children. Oh, boy. Yeah. Not so nice. bear, there, there's going to be a lot of nasty things in this episode. I'm going to give a, a blanket warning that if you're squeamish and can't deal with that, don't listen to this because mm. this one is pretty bad. So... I also need to say that most of this is probably exaggerated to the nth degree. Okay. Because hopefully nobody likes Tiberius. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes Caligula. Okay. With that in mind, let's, let's assume that what we're reading is true and go from there. There are some rather graphic quotes from uh, Suetonius, who is my main source that I've been working off of. And I'm going to read a couple of them. On retiring to Capri, he devised a pleasance of his secret or- for his secret orgies. Teams of wantons of both sexes selected as experts in deviant intercourse and dubbed... So I don't know if this is supposed to be analysts. That's how it's spelled, not analysts. It's mm. analysts. Just going to go with that. Copulated before him in triple unions to excite his flagging passions. Its bedrooms were furnished with the most salacious paintings salacious paintings, excuse me, and sculptures, as well as with an erotic library in case a performer should need an illustration of what was required. Yeah, so lots of just dirty stuff painted everywhere, orgies going on, a bunch of young men banging each other for his amusement. Great stuff. He acquired a reputation for still grosser depravities that one can hardly bear to tell or be told, let alone believe. I can't say these things, now let me write them down, is what Suetonius is saying. (laughs) For example, he trained little boys, who he termed tiddlers, to crawl between his thighs when he went swimming and tease him with their licks and nibbles. Oh, God. And unweaned babies he would put to his organ as though to the breast, being by both nature and age rather fond of this form of satisfaction. Yeah. No, no, no. Big no. Big hardcore no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, I, I don't know exactly what he means by that last bit of like by, being by both nature and age rather fond of this form of satisfaction. I don't right. know if he means oral sex right. or if he specifically means the, the baby thing, but I'm like, I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people know. like oral sex. Right. It's a strange thing, but overall disgusting and mm-hmm, bad. Mm-hmm. And there's more. Like, I'm not oh, going to okay. go into more, but yeah, not good stuff. And apparently this is what was going on the entire time he was on Capri. Apparently he really liked young and teenage boys. Those were his favorites. As mentioned, likely exaggerated, but it's not outside the realm of possibility. Right. There are crazy perverts. Mm -hmm. And if they have a lot of power, who knows? So now let's talk about little boots on Capri. Let's review the family tree. Tiberius' son Drusus is dead. Yep. His young son Jamelus, or he has a young son named Jamelus, who I don't have listed on there. Right. Uh, so he's probably not the heir. Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> Germanicus was adopted and named heir, but he died. Mm-hmm. So too did his wife and two eldest sons. Yep. So that leaves us with Caligula. Yes. That's really the only one left in the Julio-Claudian family tree that's really in a position to become the next emperor. And Tiberius is now getting close to 70. Jeez, getting up there. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of wild how old some of these people are. Yeah, for real. Some people have this misconception that uh, the 
life expectancy, you know, being low back in mm -hmm. the day means that old age was 35. Mm -hmm. That's not what it meant. It's just you died a lot more in war. You died more in war and children Disease. died a lot. Oh, yeah. So yeah, the yeah. average age Bring it down. was much lower. But mm -hmm. like once you lived to be in your 50s and 60s, it, it, you're like a human. You right. Just, you know, especially for emperors and stuff. They had yeah, food the ones that have all of the necessities yeah, and more. Yeah. People. Yeah. I always argue with people. Like, no, they no, they died. It's like they, they could die younger. It was right. possible. But people can't like humans aren't living 40 years longer than they used to. Right, no. It's just not true. But anyway, many expected Tiberius to kill off Caligula because he was killing off everyone else in the family because they might overthrow him. Right. Well, now he's super old. He's probably just like, eh, someone's got to take over. Yeah, true. Yeah, and he, he actually invited uh, Gaius to come to Capri okay. and live with him. And we don't know if it was going to be like, come live with me until I find a good reason to kill you. Mm -hmm. But that never happened. Also, he would have been known as Emperor Gaius. All the sources call him that. But everyone in modern times knows him as Caligula. Yeah. So we'll go with that. Uh, oh, hey, look. I didn't even read that, but that was the next part of my notes to, <laughs> to emphasize that. Uh, so the young man was incredibly charming and polite. He was around 17, 18 at the time that he came to Capri. Uh, many tried to catch him out so Tiberius would have a reason to execute him. Uh, a quote from Suetonius on Capri, though every trick was tried to lure him or force him into making complaints about Tiberius, he ignored all provocation, dismissing the fate of his relatives as if nothing had occurred, affecting a startling indifference to his own ill treatment. Smart. Yes. Very, very smart. smart. He was very cunning in that way. Mm -hmm. he, he put on a show of, I love Tiberius. Mm -hmm. He's great. He, he killed my mom. Whatever. He killed my brothers. My brothers. I you know, you know, you know, it was, it was a genius, like whatever, like not a big deal. He truly did appear to love him and he hid any misgivings very well. According to most of the sources, he was a natural actor, very good at keeping on a straight face mm -hmm. and uh, charming anyone around him. Soon, Tiberius named him heir and the two got on quite well. In fact, Caligula seemed to love the devious things that went on on Capri. So cruel was the young man's nature that even Tiberius recognized it. Yeah. Even Tiberius like, hey, I don't know, maybe that's too far. I don't know. A <laughs> little bit. The aging emperor encouraged the young man to focus on arts and theater in the hopes of slowing his cruel desires. And Caligula loved that too. He loved the theater. He loved acting. It was okay. great. Um, it's kind of strange because what I understood of ancient, history, or ancient Rome is that they kind of viewed uh, actors like prostitutes. Okay. Like they, they were low. Like, you don't want to be an actor. But Caligula enjoyed it. However, he greatly enjoyed sexual depravity and the sight of torture and execution. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. According to Suetonius, Tiberius often said Caligula's life would prove the death of him and the ruin of all, and that he was nursing a viper for Rome. Mm -hmm. Who knows if that's true, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While on Capri, Caligula befriended Macro. Okay. This is the, he actually, I didn't mention this after, after taking out Sejanus, Macro became the Praetorian prefect. It makes sense. It yeah. does make sense. You know, if you're going to take out the top guy, you better get his spot, right? Right. There was still some mistrust between Tiberius and uh, Caligula at this point, obviously, because, you know, I, I don't trust you. Mm -hmm. you. You murdered my family, blah, blah, blah. But Macro actually helped smooth this over. Okay. Which put Caligula in a good spot. Uh, Macro and Caligula formed a friendship so close that uh, Macro even gave his young friend a pass 
for sleeping with his wife. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's real close. Yeah. Like, they're hey, yo, buddies, you know, you know <laughs> Eskimo brothers here. Uh, right. It seems like he cared more about gaining power than his own image okay. macro and he was right to bet on caligula he was gonna mm-hmm. ride he was gonna ride that wave to the top so caligula spent several years on capri in 35 a.d caligula was named co-heir with tiberius's grandson Gemellus. okay which kind of makes sense two years later tiberius died mm. he had ruled for 23 years and was almost 78 yeah it's an old man yeah and remember augustus was almost 76 right so both of them both lived a long old. time. And Augustus, surprisingly, because he was always sick. Yes. Just... And Tiberius was a sad, miserable yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Caligula was then declared emperor, and celebrations began. Yay! A young, spry emperor who is the son of our beloved Germanicus. And we've had old men for like 40 years. Right. Because Augustus was old for the last bit of his yeah. reign, and Tiberius <laughs> is old. For most, almost all of his reign. Now we've got this young man who's going to turn it all around. Woo! Maybe not. But then word came through <laughs> that Tiberius was not dead. Oh. Yeah. That's a twist. What a twist. This was not good. Those who had proclaimed Caligula emperor fled. Uh, what? Wow. You know, it's just like, we got word that he's dead. All right, cool. New emperor. Yeah. I'm not dead. But what? I'm not dead. <laughs> Come on, man. (laughs) The treason trials were still going on. Yeah. Yeah, this was horrible, and everyone was so scared. What do you think happened? I think Caligula came back and was like, yeah, no, he's actually dead, though. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Close. Macro stepped in. Okay, good. Smoothing it over again. He rushed to Tiberius' chambers and smothered him. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it's fine. He, he was actually dead. He was, no, guys. I, we were wrong at the second time. Nothing changed. He's we had it right on the first. The whole time. Nothing changed between then and there. <laughs> Don't worry about the handprint marks or anything. He no, died no. in his sleep. We're yeah. pretty sure. Or at least he's sleeping now. Good man. Way to go. Yeah. It's possible someone else did this right. on his behalf and not actually Macro, but it's sure it's right. cooler if Macro yeah. did it. It's also possible that he just died. That's, that's but it's way cooler to say fair. that that part happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Plus, uh, Macro had good reason to do this because he had promised to marry Macro's daughter when he became the emperor. Mm. So he's like, okay, we need to get that going. Yeah. We need to start, start making some babies. My lineage will become mm-hmm. that of the, um, the imperial family. And thus, the second emperor of Rome was dead. Sad day. Great day. The right. people cheered and celebrated <laughs> in the streets. They hated that old man. They did. They did. So they were expecting another great age, like under Augustus. Mm-hmm. So Caligula ascended to the purple on March 18th, 37 AD. From his days on campaign with Germanicus, back when he was little boots, right. Caligula was loved by the common people and the soldiers. They knew who he was. He was a very important part of the fam- royal family. They loved him. Mm-hmm. The 25-year-old learned or leaned into this by putting on elaborate games, as you okay, do. Okay, yeah. Suetonius claims that 160,000 animals were sacrificed during these three months of celebrations. That's like that's a lot. Of, that's a lot. That's a lot that's of a animals. Lot. Yeah. And Caligula's first few months saw a lot of action. First off, he went to the islands where his mother and brothers had been killed mm-hmm. and returned to Rome with their ashes so they could be stored in the tomb with Augustus. What a guy. Where they belong. He then announced the end of the treason trials. Good. We're not doing that anymore. Finally. And he burned all the documents. Okay. (laughs) We are done with that crap. 
not doing that anymore. Tiberius, to his credit, had been very frugal and had a great wealth stored in the treasury. I mean, the man didn't do it. He went to an island and was like, I'm just going to chill out here. Yeah. I'm done. Fair. Yeah. We're going to just, co- whatever. Don't, Army, money, stop. whatever. We're not building new stuff. Just <laughs> stop. Yeah. Just store, put it <laughs> all like, away. I don't care what you do. I'm a chill. Yeah. So Caligula used a bunch of this money to give bonuses to the army and the smart. Praetorian Guard. Good. Very smart play. You got to keep those guys happy. Mm-hmm. This is a tradition that will carry on and become a massive issue. Yes. <laughs> I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is an important tradition to give a bonus to the army and the Praetorians. A bunch of those who had been exiled by uh, Tiberius were recalled. Okay. Yeah. So good stuff. He's kind of undoing a lot of the things that people didn't mm-hmm. like. That were pretty extreme and just irrational. Yeah. I don't think I said this, actually. The treasury had 2.7 billion sesterces. That's a lot. No, nope, yeah. you just said there was a lot there. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to point that out. It is a lot. <laughs> I, I tried to figure out what that might be. Somewhere it said $2.2 per sesterce. I don't know. Which Whatever, would, man. Yeah. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> a lot of money. So things were going very, very well for these first six months. And then Caligula got very ill. God, dude. Yeah. This may have been many things. He might have been poisoned. Mm. It's, you know, people are always looking it's for power. Yeah. He may have contracted some illness. Just a natural thing. The stress of his job may have overwhelmed him. He's a young man. Mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. real position of power prior to this. And now That's he's, true. He did just kind of step into it. Yeah, he wasn't a general. He wasn't a governor. Yeah. He was on Capri from like 18 until he was 25. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's just basically partying, and then suddenly he's the most powerful <laughs> man in the world. Right. Or this may have been a severe episode of ep- epilepsy, oh. which had plagued his younger years. Okay. Yeah, no one knows for sure. This was bad because there was no air. Right. And the common people were upset. They loved Caligula, and now he might die after six months. One man, Secundus, said that he would go into the arena and face gladiatorial combat should it spare Caligula's life. People were in the streets. Only it worked like that. Crying these things <laughs> out. Um, another, Publius, said he would gladly give his own life in place of the emperor's. Wow. This was big. Fortunately... After a while, Caligula did recover. He made it. He pulled Woo! through. Let's go, our boy Caligula. This would have been a short episode, and you would have been like, why did you choose this guy? You <laughs> cut over Tiberius. Of, a lot of buildup for... Uh... <laughs> yeah, for nothing. But he was not the same man anymore. Well, that's right. He faced death. He stared it down. He said, all right, it's time to do some stuff. Paranoia was the order of the day from here forward. Who poisoned me? Who did it? Yeah. (laughs) It is speculated that Caligula's brush with death showed him that he was vulnerable. Many were trying to take his place, obviously. A lot of people want to be emperor. And he saw traitors everywhere. He's a bunch of paranoid people. Yeah. His father-in-law, by a wife who had died years before in childbirth, was forced to commit suicide. As was Tiberius' grandson, Gemellus, Mm -hmm. who is around 18 at this time. So the co-heir. He was supposed to be co-ruler. But Caligula was having none of that when he yeah. first came to the throne. Mm-hmm. Basically just said, no, that's not part of the will of Tiberius. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just cut that part like, out. Nope, didn't see it. And a quote from Suetonius on this. His brother, Tiberius Gemellus, he had put to death in 37 or 38 AD, sending a military tribune to carry out the order without warning. 
His charge against Jamelis was that he had insulted him by taking an antidote against poison, his breath smelling of it, when it was merely medicine for a chronic and worsening cough. <laughs> How dare you try to protect yourself? From my poison. Kill him. That I might have someday. <laughs> the, the theory of this is that he was saying... You're taking antidote. The only reason you would do that is because you're trying to poison me. Oh. So I'm going to kill you. Okay. Yeah. Which is pretty... Good spin. Pretty... Yeah, it's a good spin, but it's uh, dubious at best. (laughs) Uh, This caused Caligula and Jamelis' mutual grandmother to commit suicide out of grief. Oh. Yeah. Not good. Not good. The family's fighting. So a bunch of his family members are now dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had an uncle named Claudius who you can see on the family tree, whom he left alive because he found the old man to be a point of ridicule. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to keep you alive so I can make fun of you forever. He was believed to have some kind of mental disability and possibly physical deformity. It's it's unclear. Unfortunate. Yeah. So he basically kept him around as a jester. Yeah. Yeah. Many powerful people were arrested or erased from the playing field. Arrested. Silly me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, who do you think was the biggest threat to Caligula at this point? I don't know. Everyone's dead. Uh, the right-hand man? Macro. Yeah, Macro. There yes. we go. That's his name. Yes. But Macro was right by Damper's side. He was helping carry out yeah. these orders. He was like, nah, fam. I don't, what you do, I got you. But uh, Caligula did recognize that there was great risk in having such a powerful man around. Mm-hmm. But he also appreciated what Macro had done for him. So instead of killing him, he's like, hey, okay, let's do this instead. I'm going to promote you to governor of Egypt. Oh, okay. Keep yeah. you far away. Yeah, you go live in Egypt and you're powerful. You know? Yep, you'll have a great, you'll be keeping it in order over there for me. Mm-hmm. And I won't need to worry about the guy who might have possibly killed the last emperor. Right. Great. <laughs> so he sends him off and uh, didn't get far. <sighs> it was a trap. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> when they when they got to the port, once they were away from the city and away from the Praetorian guards who might have right, stood up for Macro, right. he was arrested with his wife <sighs> and they were sent off to prison where they killed themselves. Yeah. It's great. Man. It's a great time. <laughs> yeah. No good. No this good at all. The guy that just did everything for you. Whatever you wanted, he was like, I got you. I got you. You slept with my wife. This is the same wife that he he had slept with. Eskimo brothers. Yeah. And just just like that. Yeah. That's rough. Remember those two noblemen who made public claims about wanting Caligula to survive? Mm hmm. Publius had said that he'd give his life for Caligula's. Right. Well, Caligula lived. Time to pay up. What? Okay. These are odes to the gods. They're like, well, you got to die now. Yeah. (laughs) Quote from Suetonius He handed the man to his slaves with instructions to deck the man in sacred wreaths and ribbons, drive him through the streets while calling for him to fulfill his oath, and then toss him from the embankment into the Tiber River. Yeah, man, you got to pay up. I guess. Did the other he man, lived. Did the other man go fight? In Segundus the- <laughs> promised to fight as a gladiator. All right, there and you go. so he did. <laughs> there you go. Right. How do you think that went? He died. No. Oh, really? He, Apparently, he was not good boasting. at fighting. Yeah, he oh, okay. won his bout. <laughs> oh, okay. Caligula needed to be convinced not to kill him anyway, but he did live. <laughs> it's like, I just did what I said I was going to do, man. Come on. Yep, he did it. So things were not looking, or were now looking a lot less bright 
those first six months had been great. Now, yeah, now he's starting to go crazy now, just like Tiberius did. Yeah, fear had returned to Rome so shortly after it had subsided. They were, they were like, we just got over this. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want this. Except Caligula was here. Mm-hmm. Tiberius had been away. Yeah. Caligula continued working on running the empire and governing it, which is good. He wasn't just a madman running around. This was more a, I'm fearful of everybody, Yeah, but I'm a still running. a very paranoid, powerful person who still yeah. wants to run the empire. In 38 AD, after his illness and recovery, he set about doing things like paying for property lost due to fires, abolishing certain taxes, and hosting more games and sporting events. So, like, you know, good and bad. Mm-hmm. Good things were happening, but some people were still pretty critical of the number of executions without trial. <laughs> but yeah, don't even look at that. Doesn't who needs a trial? He's the judge and the jury and executioner. I'm sure someone else killed him. He sometimes, just told them to. Sometimes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy guy, Caligula. I guess. <laughs> but we'll talk about that later. Uh, so speaking again of Tiberius. Uh, you recall how much money I said was in the treasury? A lot. 2.7 mm-hmm. billion sesterces. Yeah, this was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did do this. Okay, I did the math. I thought I did. Oh, you just did it later. I did it later. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was like, I thought I did. Yeah, so this, you got to take this super grain of salt. We don't know what these numbers actually would be like, but apparently a sesterce is approximately 2.2 US dollars Okay. at some point. I don't know when that right. number was estimated. Yeah again whatever with that estimate that meant that caligula had around 5.94 billion dollars in reserve Mm -hmm. on top of money that was still coming in got nothing on bezos (laughs) yeah true true (laughs) but back then like you gotta think what the the u.s government having that much money would have been like in 1700 or or 1800 yeah ridiculous it'd be so much and Mm -hmm. then you go back 2000 years it's a ridiculous amount of money but so that was in so he came to the throne in 37 a.d Mm -hmm. by 39 a.d he was broke bruh yeah you just spent all the money with no more revenue you're just like ah get get rid of it (laughs) oh there was more revenue just not enough not enough to keep up let's look let's look at a couple of the major expenses Two massive ships were built. It's not clear what each of these ships was for, but the larger of the two was a pleasure barge. It was 240 feet by six or by 66 feet wide. That's what you call a yacht, right yes, there. Yes, a pleasure barge yeah. for sure. <laughs> 70 meters by 20 meters for those who use smarter numbers than we do, right. or measuring systems. This thing was decked out with heating and plumbing, baths, and even marble floors. Okay yeah okay yeah you're talking about pleasure yeah that yeah cruise right there floating palace is a is an accurate description (laughs) uh so i was super i actually mentioned this to you these are the things i was saying we found in recent memory gotcha Mm -hmm. i was super excited while researching because i saw that we found these two ships in 1930 (laughs) and then they were destroyed in world war ii Dang it. I'm so unhappy. I hate war. I, I do too. It's <laughs> stupid and the history. Yeah, like, we, why you got to break things, man? Okay, moving on. So he built those two ships. Very expensive. He repaired the ancient city wall of Syracuse. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good thing to spend money on. Completed construction projects started before his reign, like the Temple of Augustus. He built a new amphitheater and a massive racetrack known as the Circus of Gaius and Nero. Okay. He continued gifts of food and coin to the masses at events. 
So just mm-hmm. handing out coins, bread during events. Okay. Lots of it. Bonuses to the army and the Praetorians, mm-hmm. as we mentioned. Bribes and gifts to keep powerful people happy while I'm killing everyone else. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. In 39 AD, he built a bridge across the Bay of Bay. I don't know if that's how you say that, but that's how I'm going to say it. Now, this sounds like, okay, you built a bridge, right? Sources vary, but this bridge would have been between two and three miles long. Oh, my God. That's insane by modern standards. Yeah, that's wild. That's stupid. How does one yeah. do it? You got to start accounting for the curvature of the earth at that point. Yeah. Just a little it's bit. so long. So long. This is 2,000 years ago. The bridge was ordered by Caligula and would only exist for a few days. <sighs> yep. How do you think how do you think you make a bridge like that? With a lot of boats. What do you mean by a lot of boats? Like well, using them like to move other materials types, and yeah. stuff? Wrong. They used boats lashed together. Oh, they just they just made a bridge out of boats. Yeah. And then covered oh. over it with dirt and then essentially asphalt to make a road. Oh my goodness. I mean, yeah, all right. Yeah, that makes I suppose. Yep. But that's not smart. Mm-hmm. Well, so after it was completed, uh-huh. Caligula spent two days going back and forth across the bridge on <laughs> horseback and chariots. Yeah. You know, as you do. Was he like, this thing is a little unstable. Destroy it. Well, I was going to ask, why do you think he built it? <laughs> what was the point? Why? I don't Could just say he could to parade around? I don't know. So there's a few possible <laughs> reasons put forward. Um, there's one theory that he did this to outdo Xerxes. Of, of the Persian <laughs> okay. fame. Uh, he built a bridge across the Hellespont, mm-hmm. which was huge, not as big as Caligula's. That's right. And he used it to cross with a military right. or with for, an army. For a reason. For a yeah. good reason. Right. Uh, another reason is he wanted to display Roman military engineering to frighten the Germans and the Britons in advance of their wars. All right. Okay. I okay. Guess. But Suetonius tells that this was because of Tiberius's soothsayer. You know what a soothsayer is? No, a medicine woman. No, they're fortune tellers. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, so they uh, they would like cut out mm-hmm. open animals and read the intestines mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super well respected at the time. Right, this was a legit thing. While Tiberius was trying to plan his succession, mm-hmm. the soothsayer told Tiberius, "Quote." Caligula had no more chance of becoming emperor than of galloping to and fro over the Gulf of Bay. Just really rubbing it in. You know, I get it. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Isn't it just dumb? Yeah. Yeah. It's really stupid. But he's like, I'll show you. I'll, I'll do it. Just just to prove you wrong. So that's God. the one I go with. That'd be so expensive. So expensive. <laughs> one ancient source, Seneca, also claims that the use of these boats dramatically slowed the grain shipments from Egypt. I bet. Yeah. They probably didn't have enough boats anymore. It's yeah. Like just, just connect them. Just go over there and make a line of uh, boats. Sir, what about the what about the food shipments? From- Did you hear me? Uh, uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right on. I'm on it. God. So uh, dumb. This perhaps caused or helped along a famine during the financial crisis that came from this. Uh, little, It's a little uh, unclear oh. about this famine, actually. There's a famine during his reign, but we don't know much about it, so okay. it's kind of hard to Just say. know what happened. But... Yeah, so you can see all the spending. It's quite a mixed bag of like, okay, good building projects and what? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why are you doing Just that? Just ridiculous things. 
Naturally, all this spending needs to be paid for somehow. No, just move move away. Take a note from Augustus and move away. They can't charge you if you just leave. <laughs> You're thinking of Caesar. Oh, Caesar. Yep, but, okay. <laughs> but speaking on Augustus, that Augustus actually had a method for getting money when he didn't have any. Okay. So we'll talk about that. So his first approach was to just politely ask the public to donate. There you go. Look, we're going to build this awesome thing. This yeah. bridge. They don't. You don't need to know. Don't ask why. We're going to no, do it. Don't worry about it. Donate some money. <laughs> Then he started taxing things like weddings and prostitution. Okay. On top of this, he may have opened a brothel in the palace. I mean, if you're going to tax a business, make the business, I guess, you know. And if you're also a <laughs> horny pervert who just wants a brothel nearby, it's put also it in your worse. house. Yeah. Yeah. Soldiers had to hand over any loot they plundered oh. to the state. Well, I mean, okay. Mm, bad idea. But it's not going to make the soldiers happy. And Augustus is tried in true method. Arrest someone, have them executed, and take their money, <laughs> and take their estate. <laughs> you know, not a bad plan. Pretty smart. <laughs> this financial crisis is questioned by modern historians, but let's just say some of this is totally true. Mm-hmm. Some people don't know how bad it actually was. Or we don't know how bad it actually was. Which I keep going back to. I, I got to say, while researching, I've started to realize that uh, history is not simple. And a lot of the times, the narrative you hear in like a 10 or 20 minute video, mm-hmm. you could really argue that probably isn't true. Right. Most but we're going to go with that he did all of these things and it was really bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So by 39 AD, things were looking rough and the Senate were getting angry. Well, yeah, he's running the country into the ground or the empire. Yeah. And they had spent nearly a decade with Tiberius gone, essentially self ruling. Yeah. The Senate Chilling, was kind of back in amassing charge. Amassing money. Yes, yeah. having a good time. Now Caligula had spent two years ruining everything. <laughs> Quickly. Quickly. Did a good job he, at it. <laughs> if that was his goal, <laughs> right. he is succeeding he very did. much. Seeing this new hostility from the Senate, Caligula went to his filing cabinet. Remember right. those treason trial papers oh, that no. I said he burned? <laughs> you just file them away. <laughs> yeah, he lied. <laughs> Uh, Dio, another another source who wrote hun- like 200 years later, claims that he had created copies of the documents and then had those burned uh, in public. To, I mean, yeah. he probably burned something in public, really sell it. Mm-hmm. So he started hunting through these old documents to find new crimes with which to charge the senators. The treason trials are back, people. Let's go. Woo! Stu's in charge for six months, almost dies, and then just goes off the handle. Just right down. <laughs> yeah. Just right down. It was around this time that Caligula also started seeing himself as a living god. Well, naturally. I mean, he is. Right. I mean, look, he's the most powerful man in the world. Yeah. Like, I'm in charge of all of this. I mean, must be a god. <laughs> must be. Typically, rulers were deified after death. Right. This happened with Augustus and Caesar. Mm-hmm. Even even Augustus's wife had been deified. Okay. And so, like, and to clarify what deified means, it like now there are temples mm-hmm. to them and people worship them and mm-hmm. all that. Very common. But Caligula had no patience for this. He's <laughs> twenty seven years old. I I gotta right. wait fifty years till That's I right. die. No, I'm Can a you living imagine god if he had, emperor. If he wow. If if Tiberius or Augustus had started at like twenty years old, they would have ruled for so long. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Anyway, tangent there. So in the eastern provinces, many already kind of worshipped they were they were more okay with worshiping a living person as divine. That was okay. Okay. In the West, mm-hmm. not so much. It's like non. Especially for the Senate, who were like, dude, you don't not need more it. Yeah. <laughs> for your ego. He gave himself so 
I didn't include this, so I'm going to be kind of off the cuff here. But Augustus, over many years, had mm-hmm. slowly accrued many titles and yeah, yeah, like these great things bestowed upon him. Yeah, Caligula was like, "Give them all to me now." Well, right, I am the best. Yeah. <laughs> so there, the Senate was like, "Dude, no, you're not. You're not going to be a god. Stop." <laughs> And it was around this time that he announced that he would be leaving Rome to reestablish himself in Alexandria. Okay. And that's when the Senate and the Praetorians decided that enough was enough. And they're like, nah. <laughs> if he left Rome, they could not really do anything to quell him. Right. Because th- he would be away from them. Mm-hmm. This was their source of power. Plots were formed <laughs> to bring the crazy emperor down. Caligula's vigilance and paranoia brought most of these to a swift and very violent end. Well, yeah, you already didn't trust anybody. So, <sighs> but one slipped through the cracks. There you go. On January 24th, 41 AD, Caligula was assassinated. The reign of terror had lasted nearly four years and it was finally over. <laughs> and we'll talk more about the details of that in Departing Demise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I want to let you know that I haven't shared a fraction of the crazy stuff yet. Oh, God. What do you think of him so far? It's crazy. Insane. I, well, I think it's too bad that he got so close to death after six months. Because he was doing good in the beginning. He was like, ah, yes, my people, let's do this thing. And then his brain just turned to mush. And he was like, everyone's out to get me. I'll get you first. And oh, yeah, I love execution and perversion. Right. Just a terrible combination of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is kind of unfortunate. It's kind of the what could have been. But uh, you'll see that no one wanted it to continue. No. Mastery of military might. So the astute listener has likely noticed that I have not mentioned warfare in this episode at all. I kind of mentioned that he was he may have built that bridge to scare the Germans and the Britons. That's about the only thing I said. This was intentional because Caligula was involved in one campaign during his short reign, and we're going to talk about it. Probably didn't go well. Oh, just wait. (laughs) According to Suetonius, Caligula decided somewhat on a whim that it was time to go conquer germania naturally we've been trying to do it for a while let's just let's just finish it off augustus and tiberius had decided not to push push past the rhine Mm -hmm. after the Varus disaster and his three legions being wiped out Mm -hmm. uh he called so caligula called on soldiers from around the empire and soon had a sizable force ready Let's go get those Germans once right. and for all. Once Finish good. it off. Plus, you got to think, too, that this is where uh, little Caligula had grown up, mm-hmm. was out on these frontiers. The march north from Rome was a strange affair, to say the least. Some days, Caligula ordered the march to go super fast, like so fast that the, uh, the Praetorians, who were marching with mm-hmm. him, obviously, instead of carrying their standards which is what you right. do, they would have to strap them to pack mules because oh, they just couldn't keep up with all their stuff. Just yeah, pretty much running. Just, we got to get there. Yeah, okay. But then on other days, he wanted to kind of hang out <laughs> in whatever village they passed through, or he would demand to be carried in his litter, carried by eight men, which this is obviously, sucks. Which is obviously <laughs> much slower than riding a horse. Yeah, this guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> hold on till terrible tyranny. Oh, my God. Uh, once he arrived at the meeting point for all the legions, you know, mm-hmm. obviously there's like, let's meet here. He decided to show how tough a leader he was. You gotta get okay. these whippersnappers into shape. Okay. Any commander who was late by his estimate <laughs> uh, to arrive was di- dismissed. Yep. Some older centurions 
were demoted due to their age. Centurions would have been kind of like sergeants. Mm-hmm. They were the guys leading smaller mm-hmm. groups. Yeah. They were dismissed for being older. This despite them being highly experienced yeah, right. I don't leaders. I do care about your experience and tactics and knowledge. No. <laughs> you're, you're out. You're just goodbye. <laughs> oh, my God. And any who argued for being dismissed. Dead. No. Oh. They had their bonuses cut in half, which was a pretty big deal. Well, no, that's, yeah, that's a big deal. That is. Money uh, talks. And they might not, I don't know this, but this is just a thought that occurred to me that they might not get their promised land. Veterans Ooh. after 20 years yeah, or so yeah. would get, get land. Get a plot. Mm-hmm. To go farm for the rest yeah. of their lives. And then their family Retire. would have land. Yeah. yeah. Hang out kind of the whole point of conquering right. was to get more land for the army. Early on in this campaign, he ran into a British prince and captured him. I'm unimpressed. As you should be. <laughs> yes, I, I put in here, yay Caligula. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, no. And you might might be going, wait, aren't they, I thought they were going to Germany. Yeah. Yeah, so this this prince had been exiled by his father <laughs> And didn't have a fighting force. He had like his retainers, his crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he had actually come from Britain to Europe essentially to <laughs> surrender yeah. and find refuge. Okay. Well, Caligula needs a win. So, oh, and too he got bad one. for you. <laughs> he got one. Still, Caligula ordered messengers to ride day and night to get the message to Rome. And only the consuls could receive the message. And it had to be read before the whole Senate. He had captured a British prince. For the listeners at home, Jordan is putting his head down in embarrassment. <laughs> the amount of disappointment. It is ridiculousness. I just uh, You can see why God. I skipped Tiberius Pitiful. to just talk about Caligula <laughs> yeah. today. Okay. Then one day, word was brought to the emperor. German soldiers were spotted nearby and were approaching their camp. Oh boy. Caligula jumped on his horse and rushed off into the woods. <laughs> Gotta go get him. He had his cavalry guards and personal aides with him. Yeah. So, you know, a, a, yeah, a sizable yeah, yeah. cavalry force okay. took off. In the forest. Yeah. With lots of room for well, that's horses. That's where the enemy is. Yeah. Let's okay. go. <laughs> <laughs> After a long day, yeah. the men returned. All right. <laughs> they proclaimed victory over the enemy. Okay. Were any of them bloody or dirty at all? Did oh, they, they were, find an enemy? <laughs> they were dirty. They, oh, okay. they were carrying sticks and twigs and... Yeah, you might be asking, what enemy? The I soldiers said, probably I were. bloody. Yeah. Oh, bloody? Uh, no. I mean, I think, I think, I think Paul over there fell and scraped his knee <laughs> oh at one point. God. Yeah. You might be asking, what enemy? And the soldiers were asking this too, <laughs> yeah. but they, they were asking very quietly. Yeah. It would seem that there was no enemy. And Caligula simply wanted everyone to think he had been a great warrior who charged ahead and took out the enemy. Yeah, there was no one there. This guy, terrible. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I can't. He's my favorite. Just, they should kill him right now. Oh, we'll get there. That force should have just been like, uh, he died to battle wounds. We don't know what happened. Guys, did anyone see what happened to the emperor? (laughs) Nope. Oh no! I think oh, it must have been those Germans that he saw yeah, in the no, woods. He fell off his horse and broke his neck. Sad day. Oh, shocks! 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 <laughs> oh, he's still twitching. There you go. He's All right. Nice oh, he's too. good. He's good. He's good. <laughs> he pulled a similar stunt a few days later, where he he took some hostages from a grammarian school. Okay. <laughs> and sent them running away from the camp. Oh. God. He jumped on Did his horse and chased them down. 
After capturing them, he held a great celebration for his brave deed. But he didn't. Did he execute them? I don't know. Okay. I hope not. Yeah, right? Like, oh my God. To top all of this off, he issued an edict, which is essentially a law. This edict said, or called the people back home, cowards, for not being more like Julius Caesar and himself. Okay, you just... You're just in Rome, eating your fine meals and watching games, while I'm out here like the great Caesar himself, fighting in Gaul and Germania. Yeah. Caesar would spit on you. Oh, he would kill him. Yeah. Oh, Augustus is rolling in his grave. Yeah. While he's cremated, so he's blowing dust in the wind. He's just (laughs) forming a little ash tornado. So that's it. That's that's his... uh, They didn't actually do anything? No. They didn't actually fight anyone? (laughs) No. My God. Mastery of military might. Zero. (laughs) Zero. Yeah, I I think you are right, zero. and I knew you would say zero. I'm gonna put it on there. What the fuck? Uh, my only thing is, uh, he organized a massive army. He was the emperor. He said, "Hey, if you can fight, we're gonna go to Germany and win." How hard is that? How is hard is it to do that? He didn't do anything. <laughs> Do I give him one? No! Do I give him one? No, he did nothing. He has no military training. You're right. He didn't do anything. He didn't fight at all as a young man or anything at all. Yep. He just staged a couple, oh, we won the day, boys. It was very obvious not a fight. I can't believe I left this out. Jordan, this is is good that I just know a bit of history (laughs) and can remember this off the top. So... Near the end of this campaign, uh-huh. and this might be a mistranslation and a misunderstanding of what actually happened. Okay. So there was a plan to invade Britain, mm-hmm. and they got to the the northern coast of Gaul, northern France, mm-hmm. ready to cross the channel. And he started ordering his troops to pick up seashells. All right, at which point he declared victory over Neptune. I think I think it's Neptune. Yeah. What? He picked up. They picked up the seashells. The soldiers picked up the seashells, and then they won. They beat Neptune. I don't know how I forgot to put that Negative. in. Negative. I don't. How do you? <laughs> what? This is a child. This is a man child. Yeah. Oh, Playing at soldier boy. God. I, mean, I really wanted them to get in a fight. Ah, uh, yeah. He would have no. died. Oh, well, no, well, he would have no, ran. ran. He would have ran. Yeah, away. he would have got away. Yeah. And the good soldiers would have protected him like idiots. Yeah. Okay, I will give him zero. Zero. All right, Mine. so a solid oh, zero for God. mastery of military might. Good job. Uh, <laughs> the the next lowest so far is 16 total for yeah. Augustus. <laughs> well, that's because they did things. They <laughs> sure did. Okay. Terrible tyranny. Terrible tyranny. This is going to be a good one. This is, this is a lot. Yeah. I had to... There was a certain point where I went, okay, I'm really starting to not believe this because okay. it just keeps going. Yeah. Let's start. So the, the basic ones that we've already kind of discussed, he murdered his adoptive brother and co-heir, Jamelis. Mm-hmm. Murdered Macro, the man who uh, helped him rise to power. Oh, that one hurts more. It does, yeah. He declared an end to the treason trials, <laughs> but then brought them back when it was convenient <laughs> right, right, for him. Right. He wasted vast sums of money on stupid building projects that left the state broke and the mm-hmm. people starving, mm-hmm. which might be in uh, lives of the living more than terrible tyranny. 
Both. Both, yeah. And at this point, I will once again remind you that most of this is highly exaggerated Mm -hmm. uh, and written by people far in the future. Right. Suetonius and Dio claim he had frequent incestuous relations with his three sisters. This isn't mentioned by contemporary sources at all, which is why it's dubious. But uh, on our family tree, you will only see one of his sisters, Agrippina the Younger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there's also Drusilla and Lavilla. Drusilla was the oldest and his favorite. Okay. Yes. A quote. It is believed that he violated Drusilla's virginity while a minor and been caught in bed with her by his grandmother, Antonia, in whose household they were jointly raised. Is this the same grandmother who committed suicide out of grief? I believe so. And she's like, poor lady. Damn it. Okay, I'm going to end it. Later, when Drusilla was married to Lucius Cassius Longinus, an ex-consul, no less, Mm -hmm. he took her from him and openly treated her as his lawful married wife. When he fell ill, he made, or when Caligula fell ill, he made her heir to his estate and the throne. Oh, he did this before he got sick? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He was a monster before. He just wasn't mean. Right. Yeah. Well. She, well, openly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She died in 38 AD. So real soon in. Mm -hmm. Apparently, he was overcome with grief and would always mention her divinity when swearing oaths in the future. He had her deified immediately. The other two sisters were more like playthings, not loves, toys. Again, according to Sidonius, he would pimp his younger sisters out to important men to raise funds and gain favor. Remember that brothel in the palace? Yeah. Yeah, Apparently, he had them Mm -hmm. in there. Uh, Yeah, not good. When the two were thought to be involved in a conspiracy to install a man named Marcus Lepidus on the throne, they were exiled for adultery and treason and Lepidus was executed. Agrippina the Younger apparently wrote an autobiography that is mentioned in later writings, hmm. but it's lost to history. Dang, I like want to so know yeah. like, what she had to say because we would know a lot more about mm-hmm. him if we had such a That'd close source. That'd be a very source. first-hand account. For sure. Caligula attended the marriage of Livia Oracilla and Gaius Calpurnius Piso. After the ceremony, he sat next to the husband and said, no dallying with my wife. At this point, he had his guards drag the bride from the building building, and to his private chambers. Oh, my God. There he raped her and then declared that they were now married. He's like, nah, it's my wife. What are you talking about? Yeah, so love at first sight. He oh. took her. Uh, he claimed this was inspired by the legend of Romulus, mythic founder of Rome, who had also kidnapped a woman. I, don't, I didn't look into that, but that was part yeah. of apparently their mythology. Okay. A few days later, he divorced her. <laughs> Not worth it. (laughs) (laughs) If that wasn't bad enough, two years later, he heard rumors that she was talking to this former husband. Yeah, the one that she actually married? Yeah. (laughs) Wild. He exiled her. Oh, my God. Yeah. He once heard someone say that the grandmother of a woman named Lalia Paulina was once a great beauty in her youth. So the grandmother of this woman mm-hmm. was very beautiful at one time. Mm-hmm. He ordered Lalia, Lalila, I'm not sure, to come to Rome. There, he commanded her marriage to a Roman governor be ended. And then he married her. <laughs> Quickly changed his mind and divorced her. <laughs> and forbade her to ever sleep with another man. What's wrong with this guy? He's nuts. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Justifiably. 
His fourth wife was Melonia Sezonia, which is fun to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, she was the one for him. Okay. He took her riding with the troops and showed her off naked to his friends. Wow, that's what I do with the love of my life. That's for yeah. sure. What else would you... I don't right. understand. Right. I don't know why this was in this section, honestly. It just sounds normal. <laughs> she was also quite promiscuous and extravagant, and that's why Caligula liked her. What? You, yeah, you sleep around, and you're cool with being naked in front of my friends, and yeah, I like but that. But all these other women better not ever look at another man, even though I stole you and then divorced you. Yeah, God forbid. But I like that you sleep around. What? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Uh, that did not stop him often telling her, as he kissed her neck, that he could have it slit at any time he wished. This was apparently a common bit of pillow talk for him. Just making wow. out, kissing on someone. I, I could, could have you killed. I could have you killed and no one would care. <laughs> All right. Cool. He apparently threatened to make his favorite horse a console. What? This might... <laughs> There, there's a theory that this was more along the lines of yelling at the Senate going, you're all worthless. Mm-hmm. My horse could do better. Okay. But it's more fun to say that he actually wanted right. to do that because he really well, loved his horse. Yeah. He had a very like uh, famous racing horse. Yeah. I can't, I don't know its name. That's but, fine. But yeah, it's not really that big a deal. When the price of cattle went up and he couldn't afford enough to, to pay to feed the tigers and stuff for the arena, <laughs> he fed prisoners to the beasts kept for the games. Well, there you go. That's, uh, right, that's efficiency right there. And one would think, Good like, economics. maybe you go, okay, we're going to find the, the rapists, the murderers. No, no, no. Whoever. Whoever. Whoever's in the cage. Whoever I could find. Just, <laughs> yep. got to feed, gotta feed the lions <laughs> before the games today. Uh, he would often scatter tickets to the arena for the commoners and knights, like, just throw them out in the streets and stuff. This kind of seems nice, but the intent was pretty malicious. Uh, there would often be conflict in the tickets. Yeah. Where a knight and a commoner might end up in the same seat. Oh, which so is obviously like going to cause problems. Yeah, okay. fighting. What? <laughs> you know. And then there's the whole matter of you're you're a commoner in mm-hmm. my seat. I I can kill you, kind of thing. You know, not good. Mm-hmm. One time at the circus, the the big ass racing thing mm-hmm. that he built, uh, he ordered the canopy overhead be opened. So they, they, they had like movable shade yeah. over the top, like a modern dome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very, very hot day and the sun was beating down, no clouds in the sky. Right. And he forbade <laughs> anyone to leave. Sit here and bake. <laughs> just see what happens. We'll <laughs> just see how this goes. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. Sometimes at the gladiatorial games, he would bring out very old gladiators and nearly dead animals to fight. <laughs> This was just to piss the audience off. Yeah. That'd be pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you consider that these games were like a central piece of like mm-hmm. public life. Yeah. Kind of better than dying of dehydration, I suppose. I guess. What game did you go to? Well, it wasn't the one where 60 people died of heat yeah. stroke, but it was <laughs> right. the one where the 40 or the 80 year old man had to fight a lion with no teeth. <laughs> Men of high rank were not safe from his torments either. Mm-hmm. He's been messing with the, the plebs quite a bit. He's the highest rank. So. Yeah. Yeah. Some uh, important men he had branded, leaving them permanently disfigured, and then he would send them off to work in the mines as punishment for whatever he felt. Whatever, you know. Just, you know. It is said that he would make older senators run along behind his chariot in their togas. (laughs) So old men have to keep Mm -hmm. up. And probably, you know, there's the the implied, like, if you fall, 
Mm, might die. Might die. <laughs> and in a toga. <laughs> those are those are specific. It's like that's like, like Senate apparel, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's just formal. Long, It'd be very hard to run. Yeah. It. You wouldn't. You, you wouldn't it up do like that. a dress. Exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say it would be like like a woman's going out. Yeah. Garb. You couldn't really mm-hmm. run in it. It yeah. would not be easy to do. Other senators, he would force to dress as slaves and wait upon him, like slaves. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, one story says he walked into the Senate House and simply ordered all the senators to brutally murder one of their own, <laughs> then dismember him and drag the bits around. This is where I kind of go. Maybe not. I doubt it. <laughs> that I feel like if you walked in and said that, unless you for some reason brought all the guards with yeah. you. They would just go, you know what? Maybe we just kill you and dismember you. Yeah. But who knows? Sometimes he would demand someone he had killed previously be brought before him. And after waiting for a while and them not showing up, <laughs> he would go, ah, they must have committed suicide. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're obviously dead. They didn't right, show up. Right. Yeah, I, uh, so I didn't kill them, them, obviously, because I just asked for them to be brought here. Why would I do that if they if I killed them? That would right? be the thing of a crazy man, he says, yeah. while he twitches. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Ridiculous. That would be insane. Fathers were compelled to watch the executions of their sons. Oh. One old man claimed he could not come due to his illness. He couldn't make the trip mm-hmm. to see his son be executed. What do you think Caligula did? We got him. Yeah. <laughs> Sent his own private yeah. litter and a group of men to carry the father to the execution. Yeah. Like, nah, you're going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can get here. I think we'll, you can. We'll get this you is here. a big day. Don't it's, worry. We'll take care of you. Another father was forced to attend dinner with the emperor the same day oh, his son God. was executed. How did he not get assassinated earlier? I mean, it, it's less than four years. I know, but quick. this stuff is... It's wild. Yeah, I it's feel really like wild. if I was one of those fathers, I would just try to kill him. Yeah. He spent he spent the whole evening with that man trying to make him smile after murdering his son. Oh yeah, God. yeah. We're getting close to the end of this Insane. list, and I tell you, like there was a lot more. Yeah, I bet. His favorite form of execution was death by a million cuts. Oh, uh, if you're unfamiliar, it is what it sounds like. Yeah. You cut someone in very specific ways so that they bleed, but not too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he he's quoted as saying, uh, "Cut him so he knows he is dying." Which is scary. Yeah. <laughs> and another uh, quote to go along with that is, let them hate me so long as they fear me. Well. Which is probably <laughs> what most of them did. Yeah, I would. All right. Two more things here. He would invite important men to dine with him. Senators and other mm-hmm. high-ranking people. Well, obviously, they would bring their wives with them. Right. It's a formal, it's a formal dinner thing. With, mm-hmm. the, with the emperor. They'd sleep with them. He would look them up and down like cattle at auction. Oh. And examine them. Then he would choose one to take into the other room. There you go. There he would have sex with her. I would argue to say rape them before returning to dinner and then basically rating her performance (laughs) and judging her physical features Uh, to the husband and everyone else. And this poor woman is sitting there. Uh Uh-huh. Horrifying. And you couldn't say no to going to dinner with the emperor. Nope. It'd be a slight. Yep. Like, well, I guess you committed suicide. <laughs> shame. Yeah. <laughs> Damn shame Wild. that. <laughs> you were so distraught you couldn't make it. He just, <sighs> just killed himself. Uh, there are many more. Uh, but one final note of his insane sadism. While dining with a group of important men, he suddenly burst out laughing. Just just sitting there and then just started laughing. 
And uh, I bet these men kind of went, ah, well, uh, what's so funny? Yeah. Ha, yeah. The emperor. <laughs> and he replied, quote, only that if I were to give a single nod, both your throats would be cut here and down. <laughs> Just what? Terrible tyranny. What do you think? Oh, man. It's got to be a 10. Yeah. It can't not be. It, yeah. he's, he is basically known as the crazy emperor. Yeah, he's setting the standard. You know? Oh, yeah. He's really putting the bar high. Yeah. And even if, you know, if you cut everything we just said in half and only made it half yeah. as bad as it was yeah, or in real uh -huh. life, it was still horrible. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm giving him a 10. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, bet. That's, yeah. Right, that wow. sounds like the standard. Yeah. What a, <laughs> what a crazy man. What a crazy, crazy man. All right, on to the next. That's just like the wor the most specific definition of spoiled. Like, yeah, he just he stepped into being the most powerful person in the world with zero buildup at all, like no, like no reason. Yeah, didn't deserve it. No, didn't work. Like Augustus worked really hard. Yeah, he had no position or anything beforehand. Yep, and Tiberius he was just like, was ah, yes, leader. now I own everything wild yep and couple that with what is probably like a mental break of some kind yeah sadism yeah. like yeah mm -hmm. not good at all lives of the living lives of the living so when you when you stop and think about it uh when you actually look at his reign and you and you cut out the crazy shit he was doing primarily to the upper class mm -hmm. the empire is ticking along right so I've got my pros and I've got my cons. So right. first six months were great. Mm -hmm. Trees and trials ended. Great celebrations were held. Uh, an interesting thing that Suetonius said, and again, Suetonius hates him. Mm -hmm. So, quote, he allowed the works of Titus Labinus, uh, Cremutius Cordus, and Cassius mm. Severus, banned by the Senate, to be hunted out, republished, and read freely, stating that it was in his interest to allow historical records to be handed down for posterity. And he published the imperial accounts, reviving a practice of Augustus's discontinued by Tiberius. Hmm. So he did some like good things and right. kept history going, allowed books that had been banned to be redistributed. Kind of good. He reinstated voting for lower-ranking magistrate positions. Just something to be said for that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, these were kind of not that important positions, but voting nonetheless. He added a layer to the court system to make it a bit more efficient. Okay, cool. Uh, vic as I mentioned before, victims of property loss through fire damage were mm -hmm. financially compensated. Mm -hmm. uh, another quote from Suetonius, and to show that he encouraged noble actions, he awarded a freed woman 8,000 in gold who, though tortured severely, had not revealed her patron's guilt. Hmm. So she was being tortured because of the man who like basically after she was freed as a slave, kept her on as a, mm -hmm. an employee. He was had done something. She was tortured to try and figure it out, and she didn't. No, she didn't give him up. She didn't give him up. So he was like, "All right, you can have eight thousand yeah, gold." <laughs> <laughs> so you win. You I, go. You know, take that with for what it is. He often handed out gifts of coins or food to the populace. Mm -hmm. He built the bridge uh, across the Bay of Bay. I don't care about that, which could have been a great wonder for the people who saw it. Maybe. You, you know? How long did you say it lasted? Uh, two days. Don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, as I mentioned, overall, the government ticked along. You know, this isn't like the end. This isn't where they like did. the empire it falls. Did. He still made them broke. 
Yep. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So, and then uh, cons. He was generally a terrible person Mm -hmm. who might feed you one day and leave you in the sweltering heat the next, all for his own amusement. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of it for the lives of living. Everything else is kind of his tyranny. Well, there was a famine. Yes, potentially. Potentially a famine due due to his actions, Mm -hmm. maybe directly. Yep. And then financial strain. Yep. Spending too much. Uh, Arguably, some of it was spent on great building works for the people. This one's this one's right, tough. Yeah. I've been thinking His about it for a while. spending was like half and half yeah. on like what are you doing versus that makes sense. So I don't know. I'm going to go I'm just going to go with a 5. I was thinking 5 too. Whatever. It, it ticked along. Yeah, it didn't get a, it didn't get much worse in general and it didn't get much better in general. It just Right. Yeah. yeah. From from Augustus to Tiberius things just kind of kept going. Mm-hmm. Nothing dramatic changed that at least nothing dramatic changed that we see in the record. Right. It wasn't anything they couldn't quickly bounce back from. Right. Yeah. Okay. So a five. I, I'll give them a five too. Yeah. So that's 10 for lives of the living. Departing demise. All right. Departing demise. So let's let's look at how he died. Mm-hmm. So murder plots were in no short supply. Right. As you mentioned, people. You, you said, why did no one kill him? He had a massive network of people to stop that right throughout yeah um everyone knew that caligula could decide tomorrow to have them killed for any reason and he he might just do that Mm -hmm. even his own guards Mm -hmm. cassius chera i think is how you say his name was a tribune of the praetorian guard so a high-ranking member he was a very large man and a war hero however he had a very high-pitched voice kind of a goofy voice and Caligula mocked him constantly. Good move. Even calling him a girl in front of other guardsmen, which obviously would piss someone off today and yeah. back then was really bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't do that to a man. So Cassius began plotting. Many others joined him, some whose wives had been raped. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he got, he did like you lot. said, I want to try and avenge for my wife. Others whose lives were already hanging precariously on Caligula's yeah. whims. Um, as always, Caligula's men were torturing many people, hoping mm-hmm. to unearth schemes. But this one got through. On January 14th, 41 AD, massive celebrations were being held in honor of Augustus. The plan was simple. Wait for Caligula to walk through one of the narrow passages out of the palace around lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Use the noise of the celebration as cover isolate Caligula in this narrow space from his guards, stab the crap out of him, Right. run like hell. Caesar style. Get out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This last step of running like hell was real important because yes. the guards did not sit idly by after mm-hmm. Cassius approached with his co-conspirators, pulled out daggers, <laughs> and stabbed the crap out of Caligula. Mm-hmm. Soon a melee formed in this tight space. Again, there's a lot of people in this yeah. narrow, you know, probably like 10 foot wide archway mm-hmm. and this melee forms many people died in the fighting uh guardsmen conspirators and just some civilians right who just happened to wrapped be there up in it in the celebrations you know yeah meanwhile another group of assassins stormed the palace here they killed caligula's fourth wife Sisonia, and then they bashed their infant daughter infant oh, daughter's God. head against a wall Aww. the plan was to remove the royal family and in some people's minds return to the republican ways okay 
which kind of makes sense after two of the three emperors being mm-hmm. crazy murderers. Yeah. However, they did not get all of the family members, and we'll discuss that more next oh, week. The next one. Yeah. A man was hiding behind a curtain. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. So, Departing Demise. What do, you, what do you think? I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Um, it's, it's a little... I don't know, because you, you mentioned it, that Caesar... Caesar got a perfect 10 because he's got like the most famous assassination. It is death. the most famous. Yeah. Um, I was already thinking like, like an eight ish at least being assassinated. Definitely it was, puts it up there and it's a pretty right. cool assassination. Right. So good far plan, good plot. And then I think on top the fighting the, like the breadth of it, the breadth with a D in there yep. of it, you know, going after the family too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty good. You get assassinated like that. I feel like it's almost got to be a ten. I'm going. I'll give him a nine. Give him a nine. Just because I haven't heard about it before. Well, that's not what it's for, though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I I also wanted. I realized uh, after we we had finished Augustus that that thing took over two hours to record, mm-hmm. and we got to departing demise, and you were like, "Oh, they probably celebrated after he died a lot and had a great funeral, so six. And I was like, "That doesn't make sense." <laughs> Why? Why are we? His funeral doesn't matter. No, but uh, give him. Okay, so you're you're gonna go with nine. Yeah, it's a pretty big spectacle. Yeah. Do I want? Do I want to go for a ten? I will. You went. You went with nine. Mm-hmm. I'll give him a ten, so that we have a nineteen for departing go. demise. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. All right. He extremely deserved that assassination. Oh yeah. Way more than I would argue Caesar did. I was gonna say yeah, I was gonna say more than Caesar. Whereas I was sad that Caesar got killed, and the I'm great very happy that he finally got killed. Yeah, <laughs> not not a day too soon. No, yeah, years late. Just <laughs> someone should just just not. We're not doing this. I'm I'm done with it. All right, last section. Lasting legacy. So uh, one thing that I found interesting that I couldn't find to fit anywhere else uh, that I just wanted to share. There is an Egyptian obelisk in the modern city of Rome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is known as the Vatican Obelisk. It was constructed in the time of Augustus in Egypt. It was brought to Rome from Alexandria in 40 AD. The ships that hauled these 85-foot-tall slabs of stone must have been something oh to God. behold. Yeah. Um, Pliny the Elder is a contemporary. We actually talked about him the other day. Uh, mm-hmm, he's a contemporary mm-hmm. source from this time, but he doesn't describe the ships very well, which made me really sad because I was hoping I could like yeah. learn a little bit about them. Caligula brought this obelisk and put it in that new circus of Gaius and Nero, mm-hmm. and it's in the Vatican today. Okay. And I've seen it. It's pretty cool. So that, there's just that. I just wanted to share that because it's cool. The next thing, he was the first emperor to be murdered by his Praetorian guard. Oh, good. First of many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really yeah. Setting the precedent. <laughs> yeah. The lasting legacy on yeah. this one is yeah. Tiberius may have been helped along in death by Macro, which would kind of put him as the first one. I know. Yes, but it wasn't was. like a planned assassination by what we think anyways. It was like a misunderstanding that, well, he needs to die now because. <laughs> exactly that. Can't you go know, back. <laughs> this was the first planned assassination yeah. of an emperor by the Praetorians mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. not all of them. No. There's a bunch who obviously were still loyal. Well, um, probably getting paid. So, and like you said, it will not be the last. <laughs> no, this <laughs> no. Sejanus and Macro are setting a precedent mm-hmm. for Praetorian guards or Praetorian prefects who are too strong. Yeah. 
Although it wasn't his prefect who killed him in this instance, no. but that will become a problem moving forward. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Now his his true legacy lies in becoming essentially the archetype of a tyrannical monarch. Yeah, that's true. Like over time, again, most of these stories are probably grossly exaggerated, mm -hmm. but that is now what we, that's kind of the bar. That yeah. we go, that's a tyrant. Mm -hmm. That is what an evil person does. Mm -hmm. He has gone down in history as the mad emperor mm -hmm. who does insane things, vulgar things, sexually and just, uh, you know, horrific torture stuff. Yeah. He did little to change the Roman world. Yeah. yeah. And likely, again, it's exaggerated and he was just an emperor ticking along and was kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. So nothing massive, but he does have a legacy. And I'm curious, it, this one again is tough because what do you give him? He's not Augustus or Caesar where he changed everything, but he he lives on for what he is yeah, believed I mean, I to guess, have done. Suppose what do you, you know, what's your definition of legacy, I suppose? The fact that you have heard the name. Caligula, yeah. Says something because mm -hmm. you're not a history nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people won't know who he is really, right. but if I said the Mad Emperor Caligula, they'd be like, oh yeah, I've heard of him. Hmm. So Caesar and Augustus got perfect 20s. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking nine. I was also thinking nine. Okay. Just because we've heard that most people would recognize the name as a name in history, but wouldn't be like, wouldn't know where it's from. Mm -hmm. Don't know what he did, but yeah. Okay. Well, I, yeah. Cool. So that is a total of eighteen for lasting legacy. Yeah, not for a good reason though. That doesn't the need to legacy be. of badness. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is it. I'll remind you again. Right. Uh, that Caesar got total score of eighty five point five, mm -hmm. and Augustus got eighty two. Yep. What do you think Caligula scored? And I'm so sad that it's not what I. Okay. Anyway. So I'm trying to think of the scores that we gave him. Trying to remember things. He's a mixed bag. He is a mixed bag, but he did get a zero on the first one. Mm -hmm. And then he got 10 for the next one. Sure did. I'm going to go with 57. 67. Oh, dang it. Yeah, you were close. You were close. <laughs> I was like sad that it wasn't. If we had gone tens, ah, two more. Tens ah, on the lasting dang. legacy, we would have got. Yeah. <laughs> would have been a very nice score. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty good. Uh, and by that, I mean pretty bad. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now we only have uh, one question left, really. No. <laughs> well, let's, let's roll the let's roll the sound bite. <laughs> the great. So we're establishing that he does not he go down as the great. No. Okay. No great. So then I guess we, it's actually it's not one question. It's two. It is so two. Yes. I have I have a few ideas for a nickname, and I I, mm -hmm. I think you might have a couple in mind too. But we'll see. So the one that I really loved. Is Caligula the afflicted? Because I feel like his mind was broken. Yeah. He was afflicted by some kind of demon in his mind. <laughs> Seems like it. Um, I also have the depraved, the mad, which is pretty standard, the butcher, mm, nah. the wannabe god, no, twisted tyrant. Well, that's just nice. It's just, it, it <laughs> just flows. flows. I do love my alliteration yeah. and the evil. Um, I'm partial to the afflicted or the depraved, and I'm open to suggestions. I feel like that gives him too much credit. <laughs> 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 it makes you almost—it makes you want to take pity on him a little bit, and I don't. So, 
one thing that we haven't really discussed that maybe you could take a bit of pity on this little boy mm-hmm. grew up where his father died suddenly yep i know his whole family was murdered lived with a man who murdered his yeah. older brothers and his mom uh-huh i know may or may not have had some weird upbringing where he was banging his sister <sighs> yeah as a young boy like you know so afflicted i think could be <laughs> but again open to suggestions no i don't have anything else okay which which of these so Afflic- afflicted is fine you think so yeah okay so i would say between afflicted depraved and twisted tyrant what is your favorite with all consideration i think afflicted is probably the most accurate bet all right cool let's so caligula the afflicted I like that. I, I really like that. Um, with the worst score of the three so far, I knew that was going to happen. Well, yeah. I, I had no question. Because <laughs> um, the, the first two are, are really great, important men. Yeah, they and, did good things for a long time. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and uh, Caligula did not. He did terrible things for a brief time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did nothing good. <laughs> well, that's he did nothing good that lasted right for anything and, and it was outweighed every good thing was outweighed greatly mm-hmm. by all the bad yes <laughs> the horrible well that wraps it up thank you guys so much for listening to the third episode of the great podcast you can uh find us on let's see we're on podbean spotify uh, amazon music i think and then uh, a few other places but if you want to if you want to check out our maps and anything that we add you can go to thegreatpodcast.net and check that out all the episodes will be up there too so i think this is the point where we just kind of babble while the music plays you know oh, that's gonna be our show thing yeah it's because i don't i have an idea for what the outro will be so okay thank you guys yeah i agree <laughs> <laughs>